For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Six to Sense Podcast. I'm your host Lucas with Jonathan. And Jonathan, just want to point out yet again that uh, winning in fantasy basketball. That's That seems to be a recurring theme. I am. Uh, I think I actually won last week, but in general I am losing. So, yeah. yeah. That's okay. That's okay. You know what it happens to the best of us. I appreciate you starting the podcast like that because that is how I did last year. So, that's nice. I mean, to be fair, I feel like without Chris here, somebody has to do it. So no, you're right. I I agree. And I mean, that's we're, we're gonna jump in. It's probably more exciting then to talk about the Sixers. So last time you and I jumped on, we were on a two game losing streak. Now we had another two game losing streak, which makes it four. Uh, we lost to first up. We're gonna talk about the Portland Trailblazers. So we lost one thirty to one hundred four on the bench. Obviously, Embiid was out. Still was dealing with a knee thing. We'll get into other stuff later. Melton's still out. Covington's still out, even though both of their returns seemed promising a little bit ago. Maxi was out with an ankle and Mo Bamba. So three starters, uh, but to lose by 26 to one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, yeah. Why don't you start with if you saw some good? I mean, that's, that's going to be tough here, man. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I guess, I guess Kelly Oubre was good. He had 25 on 20 shots. It was shooting over 50%, but besides that, I mean, I guess Pat Bev was okay. He had 14 points, but he didn't make a three. Look, it was just, look, there. the Sixers are injured. You, you mentioned the injury list. That adds up after a while. I mean, gosh, we had 10 minutes of cork maws in this game. That's not good. No, that's not what you want. It's certainly not what you want. And our defense could not hold up. I mean, Grant, let, uh, let me just talk about the, you know, I, you know, no, I won't go into the bad yet. You, you go ahead, buddy. Well, I was going to, you can, because I was going to say I did not see any good. There truly was like not good in this game. I couldn't watch it all the way through. I mean, also being late, but like there was no desire to. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I was going to suggest that the good is all on the other team, which is probably the bad for us. So why don't you go for the bad? Yeah, I mean, look, the bad, they shot 42% from three. They don't have a lot of three-point shooters on that team. Uh, It was a good – you know what? There is another good here. It was a good audition for Malcolm Brogdon before he becomes a member of the Sixers. He had 24 points, nine assists, five rebounds in this game. Uh, DeAndre Aiden did not look like a bust, which is hard to do for him these days. Jeremy Grant, former Sixer, had 27 points. He had a Joel Embiid night from the free throw line, 13 attempts. Scoot Henderson looked like a lottery pick in this game, who really has not looked good all that good this season. He had 22 points and four assists. So, yeah, look, Matisse Thibel, at least Matisse Thibel didn't have a key defensive play. Actually, Matisse Thibel was, like, 
probably the only Matisse Thibault having a bad game against us is the only good thing that came out of this game. Probably. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I, like they're not a good shooting team and for them to shoot 42%, 43% from three and 55 from the field, that's embarrassing. We did not show up like the bench did not show up to play. They showed up to play in Denver. Maybe they were kind of wiped out. I don't know, but this was embarrassing. And the shooting on our end, man, 17% from three, yeah. five of 29, like, in the Denver game, we were praising that they knew they couldn't really knock down threes, so they weren't shooting as many. Like, that is just bad. And, I mean, we had 14 turnovers. That's uncharacteristically high, but it's probably a little high. H- hang but on, just... hang on. Did Paul Reed actually make a three-pointer in this game? No. No, he did, dude. Look at the box score. Oh, one for one. I thought he was 0 is that for his, one. Yeah. Is that his first three of the season? I can't be. It might be. I don't know. Well, he's not a great shooter. Yeah, I mean, there you go. But he went one for one, and he made one of the five. Um, look, it was pretty much all around bad. We said I, we do have to caveat it with all the people being on the bench. But still, after what we saw against Denver, this was just like a real poor showing all around. So not great. Um, do you have a player of the game? Yeah. You know what? I'll give it to future sixer Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I was going to either say him or probably Jeremy Grant, who went 12 of 13 from the line to get to the foul line 13 times against us. He was putting in work 7 of 13 from the field. I mean, he had 27 points and five boards. So, yeah, they uh, that was a bad game. So why don't we move on? Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about even a worse game, the Sixers against the Golden State Warriors. Sixers lost 119 to one. Uh, 107. But the real issue here isn't the score. The fact that we lost is that Joel Embiid got injured during the game. Should he have probably have he should he have been playing in this game? Probably not. And he's been at, dealing with knee issues. Yet he 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 pushed through it. And you know I don't think he should have. And then uh, if I remember correctly, it was Kayvon. Uh, no, no, Jonathan Kaminga who landed on his leg, right? Yep. And Joel was limping off the court. Uh, before that, he had played 30 minutes. Uh, pretty horrendous game by his standards. Uh, broke True. the streak of 30-point um, games at 21, I think, 21-22. And uh, Joel had 14 points. This is the first time he's se- this season he scored under 20 points in a game. He had eight turnovers. Shot 5 of 15 from the f- field on only two free-throw attempts. Joel should never have played this game. It was malpracticed by the the and now and now we know that he was not ducking the smoke in Denver. He is yeah. injured, fans. He is injured, and now he's even more injured because clearly he shouldn't have been playing. Yep. Like this is just malpracticed by by Nick Nurse, the medical staff. No, I don't care about MVP. Look, look, cool. It would suck that he doesn't get the MVP, but I'd rather him be healthy than get the MVP. Agreed. Like guys, what are we doing here? This could, this might. I, I don't think this is a major injury, but it could have been, right? Yeah. By the way, I gotta ask you, Jonathan. Remember a few years ago he uh, tore his meniscus. Mm-hmm. Did he ever get that fixed, or is he playing uh, on a bad meniscus? I thought he got it fixed in the summer. He might have, or he might not have. I'm not sure. Just yeah. keep that in mind, folks. Look. And we talked about Moss not getting a lot of run in this game. And I know that we're not uh, – let me just start with you, Jonathan. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Injury report for this list of, of the game, of course, was Joel eventually got on there. 
DeAnthony Melton, Robert Covington, Tyrese Maxey, and Mo Bamba. What's and Nick good Batum stuff? and Marcus Morris. Yes, Nick, Nick Batum, Marcus Morris too, yes. So what's what's the good in this game? Is there any good in this game, Jonathan? I think there is, and I know you were going to say something about Furkan. I'll leave that. I thought like the shooting improved. I mean, we shot 44% from three. Warriors don't really have a great defense, so, I mean, that's not great. But anytime you can up your shooting from 17 to 43, I think that's good. And I was going to go with Tobias Harris. He put up 26 points on 18 shots, again, playing efficient. He had six offensive rebounds, extremely active on the offensive glass, and that's just huge. Like, he's not the biggest guy, and he's down there getting buckets. I mean, Nick Nurse was caught on – or not caught, but, like, they heard Nick Nurse saying in the huddle, like – we're bigger than them. We're bigger than them. He just kept saying that. But uh, Tobias is not that much bigger than them. So, I mean, yeah, putting up six offensive boards, four or four from the free throw line, two or four from three. I kind of like what Tobias did. How about you? Look, I mean, Tobias was good. I, I can be happy about that. Um, you know, we complain about Cork Myers getting a lot of minutes, and he definitely got 22 minutes in this game. That seems a bit ridiculous. However, we had a vintage Corkmaz game, 19 yeah. points, five of six from the field, like a uh, three-point line. Like the kudos to Corkmaz, yeah, capitalizing on an opportunity. That being said, I mean, we got either good or subpar games from everybody else. I think Tobias and Corkmaz here are going to be the two guys here that we're going to look at. Yeah, so the bad here. Yeah, well, I was going to say maybe Corkmaz is playing to try and get traded i mean he's not getting traded they will not for whatever reason this team refuses to trade this guy i know it's getting cruel but who knows uh yeah well the bad i was gonna say like there there is bad in this game i it's tough losing this game with mb playing 30 minutes he played so poor but all in all like what i'm truly concerned about and we're not really going to talk about it anywhere else in the podcast so I think the bad is like this injury thing is become like injury bug is becoming like a little too much. I, I know we obviously can talk about Joel, but I think it's beyond that. I mentioned earlier, like, are you talking about seems, the 65 games? No, no, no. I'm saying like, take oh. Joel out of, out of this. Like okay. D'Anthony Melton and Robert Covington, at least two weeks ago, I heard they were like getting close to coming back. I had mentioned that before. Uh, Tyrese Maxey's ankle seems a little more serious than usual. Marcus Morris played through plantar fasciitis, they said, uh, against the um, Denver Nuggets and Portland Trailblazers, and then he had to sit out because of it now. Like, this is not what you want your team to be. Obviously, you don't want your team to be breaking down end of March, beginning of April, going into the playoffs, but, like, you don't want it now either. Like, we shouldn't need the all-star break to get healthy, and I think that – I know you said Embiid's injury may not be serious, but like my concern, and I'm just putting it as the bad for this game, is that this these injuries are going to start adding up. And and if we can't get our lineup out there, I mean, we dropped from third to fifth in the rankings just over these last four games. That's yeah. not great. That's not okay. So we that's don't have my home bad. anymore right now. Yeah, no, yeah, it's what, not good. What do you got bad? I mean, you talked the big picture. Let me look at the microcosm now. First off. I just, you know, actually, you know, you pretty much said it, the injuries here. I mean, the fact is, is that we got guys like K.J. Martin and Korkmaz and Jaden Springer who really aren't in the rotation at all when the team's healthy, getting over 20 points per uh, minutes per game through all of them. Also, kind of disappointed we only got two points out of K.J. Martin, though he was a plus 16, which was the highest of anybody on the team. But, I mean, look, maybe this is the game that jumpstarts the Warriors because 
I don't know, man. Like they have their they they had their two starting centers on the bench. Like Joel should have dropped fifty against these guys if he was healthy. Yeah, but he yep. wasn't healthy. I think that was clear. But like Dre, I mean, but you know what? It's going to be interesting because if they can get Draymond, Kaminga, Curry, Wiggins playing like this, even uh, Pod, I don't know how to say Podzinski. Uh, playing like this, maybe. Yeah. I, look, if they play like this and they can score like this, now they're not going to be as lucky as to get this type of game against Joel. But like Warriors, if their defense can hold up, we'll see. We'll see. But who's your player of the game here? I'm going to give it to uh, uh, Tobias. Just how I said earlier, I think his stats showed out, um, and he shows up in Embiid's absence. Like we lean on him when we need him, but. Like, we should use them probably more when we don't necessarily have to go to them. How about you? You know, it's, you know, I'm not going to be able to give this player much love, any love actually outside of this. So I'm going to give it to Cork Maz, 19 points off the bench. Pretty good deal. Though, by the way, we forgot to mention Jaden Springer had four steals in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. So, anyway, Jonathan. Part of the podcast that to, you are looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, the, there was nothing fun about what we just talked about. So, uh, I mean, it's good always to bounce some stuff. But, yeah, I mean, two four losses now. So, let's get to the trade deadline. We got the trade deadline in nine days, I believe, eight days, I believe. So, Something like that, yeah. Who's The Sixers might make a move. Woj reported that they weren't going to make any big moves. But while we're on the topic, let's start talking about past trade deadlines. So, Ooh. I think we're going to do – the past 10 years will rank trade deadlines, best, worst, other things. So let's start first off with the best trade deadline acquisition that the Sixers have made in the last decade. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you going best for the team or best talent? I want you to take it however you interpreted it because I took it. I'm not sure we took it the same way and that could be good. Well, for this particular question, I'm going to go with pure talent here. Okay. Okay. Jimmy doesn't count because Jimmy was traded at the beginning of the season, right? Yeah. Okay. Trade that was a little wrinkle that we were doing specifically at the trade deadline. I do want to point that out so people don't think we're leaving out certain trades. Yeah, absolutely. I guess you got to go with the James Harden one, right? Is that a deadline? Is that considered a deadline move? That is a deadline move. Okay, then I'll take James Harden. Okay, I had that too, so I think that's funny. But I think it is truly the best trade in the last 10 years. I mean, the trade specifically, for those who don't remember, was Harden and Paul Millsap, who was essentially a wash, for Simmons, Seth Curry, who left the Nets after, Drummond uh, also left, and two firsts. But with the Sixers being good... They traded one of the first to Utah, I think, for Royce O'Neal. Yeah, that's what the Nets got back. So I don't, I don't, uh, I, I think we clearly won that trade. We got James Harden. I think we all agreed when it happened. The bigger news was just getting Ben Simmons out of the, 
out of the city because now we're happy to have James out of the city. But at that point, it was getting Ben out. And I think that's Though I do have to say, Ben's first game back had nearly a triple-double off the bench in, like, less than 20 minutes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he looked he looked good. Um, all right, so let's go to the worst trade deadline. Again, at the trade deadline time, acquisition that the Sixers have made in the last 10 years. Because when I first – when I first read this question, it was like, oh, worst trade, Markel Fultz, obviously. But no, this is trade deadline. Yeah. Well, Mo Fultz was a deadline move. He was a yeah, deadline. Yeah, different one. I meant the draft night. Yeah. No, 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 no. Trey. Oh, gosh. Don't get me started on that draft. Okay. Um, I was a Tatum fan all the way through. I'll just say that. This is a tough one for me, man. Ten years. We have to go back ten years, right? Yeah. I don't think I don't think trading MCW was a deadline move, right? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that was the near beginning of the season. Okay. You know what? You tell me yours first, because honestly, I, I'm struggling here. Look, it's tough because I don't think there's like awful, awful. I I found two that I think are just like so so. I guess. So okay. the first is trading Nerlens for Andrew Bogut way past his prime, Justin yeah. Anderson, and two seconds. So obviously, hey, hey, hey was... now don't be mad at Simba. No, no, Justin Anderson was good. Yeah, I went to a game when they played the Knicks, and he was all over Carmelo, like taunting him. It was great. But yeah. in terms of like, we got rid of Nerlens. We didn't see much value. That was when Hinky was there, and we got not much in return. So well, no, I just no, thought no. it was we traded Nerlens. During the Colangelo time. Okay. But I just thought, all in all, this was not a... Okay. Fair value. Exciting yep. trade. Yeah. Then I'll enough. give you the other one, which, again, I don't know. It's just tough. There's not awful, awful trades. But when we got Tobias, Boban, and Mike Scott, we gave up Wilson Chandler, who was a little past his prime. He was but, way but, past his prime. But Landry Shamit, who was... Very coming into himself. Mike but Muscala. He, has, not, he hasn't been much more than a fringe rotation guy. That's fine. Mike Muscala, no big deal. Okay. Two firsts and two seconds. So well, who did that, the two firsts and two seconds turn into? I'm not – you know what it, it probably was? They probably traded those to get Paul George. Let's um, find out. I'm going to do some research. But you right. talk about why you think that that was the bad trade. Well, the reason is, like, again, there's not awful trades in the last decade at the, at the trade deadline. But when I think about this, like, Boban didn't do much. I mean, it was – Boban and Mike Scott are, like, fun okay. people. Okay, in this. Boban made Tobias Harris fun. Okay, yeah, but what I'm going to say is Boban and Mike Scott made the city – like, it was fun for the city. Mike Scott had his own clan called the Beehive. Like, mm-hmm. people loved Mike Scott that were fans. He got in a fight with someone because he's a, a Washington. Yeah. 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 So, Mike Scott and Boban, though, on the court were not great additions, I would say. And I love Tobias. You know I love Tobias. But the way this worked out was this – we were getting Tobias's expiring contract. And when Jimmy left and forced our hand, we were then forced to pay Tobias. So, okay. I just thought the situation around it – was probably what made it not great. And I who know I know Landry Shamit's not great right now, but I don't know. If you kept him in one location, maybe he could have been like come a better knockdown rotation shooter. Okay, okay. Fair enough. You know what I'm gonna say was the worst move? Yeah. Training Matisse Thibel. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Look, he what was a lockdown defender. 
Great, and he's gotten better as a three-point shooter now that he's in, in in Portland. Granted, he had a bad game against us, but overall, good year for him. We gave him up for a guy that walked in free agency. Who was it? Uh, the other McDaniels. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So okay, I like that. I like that as a bad one. I, I mean, look, if I if I'm being honest, that's that that just rubbed me the wrong way. Now, is it or is it like a value? Or, and like McDaniel's is good, but Matisse Ibel made two All Defenses. McDaniel's yeah. isn't even playing in Toronto right now. Yeah, but you know what the issue was with that? I agree that it's not a great trade looking back, but everyone in Philly had this taste of a guard who couldn't shoot, like this bad taste of Ben Simmons, and that's what hey, people were. That's yeah. fair. I get that. Yeah. That's that's fair. That is fair, and I get that, and I can respect that. However. It's not like he wasn't trying. Like, Ben wasn't even trying. He was trying. He just couldn't. I think there was just too much pressure there. I think the pressure was there. And I think that that was the issue. Now, yeah. I'm pulling up the trade deadline here, and I'm trying to think. Okay, so the picks became um, – hang on. No, that was the uh, Glenn Robinson for Alec Burks trade. Oh, okay, God. yeah. That? Uh, sorry, I, do I remember I that. had the wrong trade-up. Wrong year. Wait, that was the James Ennis and a second to yeah. Orlando, and then three seconds to No, no, to no, no. that was the year Gl- before. That's that's the uh, deadline you're talking about now. Yeah. One that you were talking about here. So, let's see here. So, the trade that got us, um, oh, gosh. We traded cash to Toronto for two guys that never played for us, and as and a second round pick we never used. When was that? That was that the same deadline. We traded it to Toronto. Uh, Irma Prezik and Malachi Richardson, a second round <laughs> pick that became Tyrese. Oh, Mark. Malachi Richardson. That's a he was yeah. a Syracuse player. Yeah. Okay. So looking back, those picks actually. You know what? You might have a point here. Because those picks became Sadiq Bay, Trey Mann, oh. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and the last one probably not James Naji. Still, uh, yeah, three of those picks are still in the NBA today. Two of, Trey Mann's a spark plug. Sadiq plays a, a fifth starter. Robinson Earl's a solid big man off the bench. Yeah, that's not great. No, it's not. It really isn't. Oof. So then it makes the bet. Yeah, it makes mine sound better. And, and by the way, the James Ennis trade was not with Orlando, though he did play there. It was with Houston. We got him from Houston for a second round pick. That did not. Uh, the, that did not convey. We did end up getting um, Jonathan Simmons for Mark Fultz and a second round pick. Yes. And a first round pick. The second. Hold round on. Pick, hold on. Hold on. We'll get into that one. Okay. All right, so this – well, I, that was kind of the tease. But it was going to be what is the most underrated trade deadline acquisition that the Sixers have made in the past 10 years? I think me and you got the same one here. Okay, so it is that what you were just teasing because yeah. trading Markel Fultz to Orlando, we got back Jonathan Simmons, a 2019 second from Cleveland. And a 2020 – We traded to um, to Boston and it became Carson Edwards. Didn't really ever make a wave in the NBA. And then, yeah, the 2020 top 20 protected Thunder pick. So basically saying, like, the Thunder were not expected to be a top 
what, tw- 10, 12 team in the league. So that was that pick was like not necessarily going to come to us. The Thunder were better than expected. We got their pick. It was 21st, and we drafted who? Tyrese Maxey. There it is. There it is. Extremely underrated, right? Yeah, extremely underrated. You know, but if we were doing worst trades of all time here, I mean, for the past, you know, not including the trade deadline, I mean, you'd have to think of the Jimmy Butler signing trade. You have to think of the um, the trade that got us Markel in the first place. Yeah. yeah. The one for Tate. Oh, oh, the, the uh, Mikel Bridges trade. Thanks, Brett Brown. That wasn't a tr- – oh, yeah, that's all time. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. So uh, let's go to present day real quick. I mean – we said we're not sure exactly what's going to happen. We got eight days until the trade deadline. So do you think that this is going to be a good or a bad trade deadline for the Sixers? I want to say it's good, but my gut says it's going to be a bad one. Why is that? I just feel like if we were going to make a trade, we would have made it by now. Okay. Do you think we're going to change anything? <sighs> That's the real question. I mean, Daryl Morey's not afraid to pull the trigger. But at the same yeah. time, if he's not afraid to pull the trigger, why hasn't he? Yeah. Look, I think, in my opinion, I don't, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say it's going to be good or bad because I don't think we're going to change much. And if this team was healthy as they were towards the end of December, or I mean earlier December, I guess would be better, better to say, then I was confident that we didn't need to do much. And that would be a quote unquote good trade deadline for me, not like giving up too much, not changing too much. But as we were talking about with like the injuries, I'm getting kind of nervous. Like, I don't know that maybe Maury feels a little pressure. He sees all these injuries. He's concerned and he does something rash. I don't necessarily think that's his way of doing things, but I don't know. It, it's uh, something that could happen. Definitely could. I mean, we're not too far behind Indiana now for that sixth spot. It, it just, I mean, look, if Jawal gets injured, I think we got to yeah. make a play for for Andre Drummond. Yeah. Just to help I, us keep afloat. Yeah, but then, uh, yeah, that's just, it's not a great thing to think about. Um, but, yo, why don't we go to around the NBA? Do you want to go yeah. first or do you want me? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you go first. You got this. All right. Well, I think it, we touched on the bad part of the Sixers sliding, but the two teams that hopped us are arguably the two hottest teams in the league. Which is surprising because they both have star players out injured. I was just about to say, the Knicks are 9-1, and and they've won eight in a row. They were without OG, though, in their most recent game, and they look unstoppable. Like, I, I, you don't want to say anything over the top about them, but why can't they catch the Bucs? Who knows what's going on there? And Cleveland, who did Cleveland beat the other night? They had a, uh, did they beat the Thunder or... I don't remember, but Cleveland, look, so, Jared Allen should get strong consideration for an all-star reserve spot. Oh, so they beat the Clippers, and yeah, he should. I think that's a good point. They beat the Clippers 118-108, and the Clippers kept fighting back. Who and We have said this before, too. The Clippers are a really hot team. So for them to hold off the Clippers, I mean, in this, like, massive win streak, they've beaten the Clippers, the Bucks, the Bucks twice, uh, I mean, other than that, they've had kind of a weak schedule. So maybe we don't know, but they got Mobley back. And, I mean, Arlen's about to come back soon. So, yeah, I think the Cavs are kind of scary. So those are the two teams I wanted to look at in the East. And then the West, the only real thing – I mean, there's two. I've probably mentioned this before. The Rockets are 
under 500. They're currently in the 11th seed, but they have a positive point differential, which is so interesting. Like they, Ime has them playing extremely tough because they're behind the Jazz and the Lakers, who both have negative point differentials. And uh, yeah, speaking of my Jazz, they're, they've just fallen off a little bit, cooled down. So temper expectations. And wait, what, one more thing: the Timberwolves in the, the I was roasting them last time. They are I had like a rankings of these of the NBA teams. I had them in like eleventh after the past two weeks because they have been just awful. And they stepped up in that Thunder game. That needs to be like talked about. So that's mine. No, no, no. You covered a lot of good teams. I wanted to give some love out to the Phoenix Suns. They're eight and two in their last ten, and they they are playing really good. Interesting though. Because I looked at Bradley Beal as their number three option. You, do you think he's averaging more or less than 20 points per game? Bradley Beal, I'd say less. You're right. He's only averaging around 18 points per game. Is he? That doesn't feel like a big three now, does it? No, but they're play, you're right. They're playing well, so do they need him to? The real questions that need to be answered, look. We'll see, though. They're playing the Nets, so, you know, Ben Simmons could make another splash guarding Kevin Durant. Who knows, right? Um, well, funny you said that because Ben Simmons is ruled out. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, don't tell me it's the back. <laughs> I don't when know did that happen? I didn't even uh, see my phone. Either. Like a minute ago? What? Yeah. No. Hold up. Let, let me see here. <laughs> You're lying. I'm actually not. I, I like. I, it's kind of thing that would be funny to make up, but no, I'm not. Wow, wow. Apparently, the la- the game on Monday, the last play of the game, he fell awkwardly on the gr- court. I mean, well, I don't. It wasn't his back. It's his knee. I guess that's that's better than his back. I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Gosh. Sorry to bring that on you. It's, you know, look, it's it's interesting. Do you have any thoughts on the Lakers? Uh, I thought it was interesting that Hawks fans said that they don't want D'Angelo Russell. That was so funny. Oh, the that, chant? Yes, the little chant. Yeah, that was so funny. And by the way, after 20 years of professional playing professional seasons and 13 in the NBA, Marcus Gasol has retired from basketball. Oh, I kind of saw there was some news. I did not see exactly what it was. So that's a uh, wow. That, I didn't know that he was still playing. I don't know that he was. Maybe this is just like he realized he couldn't get back in the league. I mean, I'm sure he was probably playing over in Spain and that type of stuff, right? Yeah, no, I'm sure he was. But uh, yeah, no big, uh, big news today. That is some big news. Oh, well, I mean, we'll see what happens here, uh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we I, I don't have much else, man. Look, uh, you kind of took all my thunder, and I just saw something very depressing as a Commander fan. So, uh, my wind has just been taken out of my sails. I'm sorry to hear that, but yes. Well, we will let the listeners know we will be back twice, I'm guessing, before the trade deadline. We'll have a podcast next Wednesday. I think the trade deadline on Thursday is usually around 3. Uh, ESPN does a whole day of it, but fun to watch usually. So 
We will just say, as always, we appreciate everyone listening to us. Hopefully we'll get some guests on in the near future. Uh, and please continue to read our work. There are a lot of grade the trade pitches that uh, writers on our site are putting up. So they're interesting. Love to hear your thoughts on those. So read our work over at thesixersense.com. And until next time, as always, go Sixers. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.